show Tiger King? <laughs> no. It's on the uh, that sounds hilarious. It's it's on Netflix and it's like this show Is it that a cartoon? Yeah, it's a cartoon about this guy who owns a lot of tigers, but he's also a tiger and, and he's king of all of them. Wait, it's played by David Spade, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, I started watching it today. Um, I know I'm definitely late to the show on this one. I got through about, I think, three and a half episodes. I think I'm halfway through the fourth episode. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> These people. It's, they're all the worst. Carol Baskin is just as bad as everyone else, too. Yeah, Carol Baskin's horrible. Fucking Joe Exotic's horrible. Uh, the, the the cult guy. Yeah, the dude, for real cult leader. He might as well be in Heaven's Gate. Yeah. Uh, which coincidentally, I'm I'm listening to last podcast on the left's uh, episodes about Heaven's Gate. Oh, nice. Um, I re- this is a it's a subject a little bit close to my heart because I remember it happening like when I was I think it happened in '94 when they all killed themselves, and mm-hmm. so I was seven. But I I remember it vividly seeing the Nikes. And I was like, gonna say that's the Nikes one, right? Yeah, and the sheets and stuff, and they're all in bunk beds, and I was just like, what? I could barely comprehend what was going on. But mm-hmm. the dude, the dude who owns all the the tiger guy basically not ki- not the king but doc the doctor what's his last yeah. name can't i can't remember, remember. but but yeah. his doctor in mystical science yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's for sure for sure cult leader man that's scary um but yeah man if anybody hasn't seen it uh i'm assuming it got away from bobby but you guys should check it out it's only in seven episodes three years i'll probably get to that one did you ever so... watch how to make a murder no neither of you did you guys are horrible right. i watched it I know how to make a murder. Oh, you treat just the, you just took treat a while. people like you guys treat me. That's how you create a murder. <laughs> in the in the wisdom, the wise words of Dave Chappelle, I should kill everyone at school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Nerdway Podcast. And this one's a little bit different today. We're doing a debate, but a hardcore debate, point system, and everything. We are calling it Nerd Fights, NRD Fights. Um, so. Hopefully this goes well and you guys like it, but pretty much this is how it's going to go down. I have three questions. I'm going to judge Bobby and Jay based on their answers to these three questions, um, and whoever has the most points wins. So um, these are all, uh, unfortunately, post-apocalyptic themed, <laughs> so uh, we are very on brand. We're going straight. Like we're going the complete opposite of last week, which exactly. is the complete opposite of the we, weeks before. We gave so you some, good. gave you some comedy, gave you some levity. Now it's back down to depressing shit. So mm-hmm. uh, once again, we got Bobby here and we got Jay. Say hi, you guys. Hi, you guys. Hi, you guys. Oh wow, you quoted me. That's scary. All right, <laughs> why don't we get down to brass tacks? First question for today going down, is. Bobby. I already am down. So is Kevin. All right, guys. So I don't even play that game. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go down. Oh, that's that was a bad thing to say because I'm the judge. You're, I'm taking all of you down. Bobby's an automatic loser. Oh, all right, no. guys. Let's get right into <laughs> it. First question of the day is, what is the best weapon to have in an apocalypse? And this is zombie apocalypse, regular apocalypse, nuclear apocalypse. What's a regular apocalypse? I don't know. That's for you to decide. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? What's Run your a middle apocalypse? What's your best weapon of for an apocalypse? <laughs> an apocalypse. You know, I'll, I'll give Jay the advantage. I'll go first here. Um, yeah, you go first. So I put a lot of thought into this. You know, there's a lot of guns that would be really good in this situation, but the, a lot of them have their limitations. You know, you didn't put any type of a, a sci-fi limit on this question. So I was thinking, you know, what if I did like a lightsaber or you know something like something crazy like that. 
But for one thing, I wanted to go more realistic, you know, something that could actually be used in real life. So I decided to, you know, get all the sci-fi stuff out of there. I thought maybe what if I get like a machine gun, you know, get like an M4 or like an MP5, something like that, or even like a sniper rifle. But the problem with that is eventually you're going to run out of ammo. That's that's just a huge problem with a gun. So I went with something from, I took it from uh, The Walking Dead. I think Daryl's crossbow is a great weapon to use in a situation like this. Because, yes, it, you do need you know the bolts and everything. But theoretically, you could make your own bolts or arrows by cut, you know just cutting wood. So theoretically, you could always have ammo as long as there's wood by you. And I think, uh, well, I'll go into it more, but let's let's see what you have, Jay. I'm going along the long lines of actually firearms. I thought about that same thing too, the quantity of you know where you're going to get ammunition for it. But then, if you think about it, like this firearm, it's a 12 gauge silent shotgun, probably similar to the one that Anton Chigurh has in No Country for Old Men. Um, ammunition for shotguns is plentiful, and it's easy to reload, easy to repack. And if you want to end up figuring out how to make your own, I'm sure you'll be able to find resources somewhere. Um, but also, it's not just, you know, whatever you, you load the, the shell with, you can load it with a number of different things. It doesn't have to be a bullet, it doesn't have to be pellets. You can put quarters, coins, you can put rocks in it, you can put, uh, uh, you know, metal slugs or whatever you could find, you could put pretty much in a, no, a non-rifled shotgun, um, through a non-rifled shotgun. They're reliable, they're easy to take care of, they're easy to clean, they're not going to jam on you. Um, and, you know, it's a smaller, compact weapon that you can easy to carry around. So that is mine. And in silence, too. So you're not going to make a scene. You're not going to draw so much attention to yourself when you're shooting it. Or if you need to shoot it, obviously, you're going to shoot it when you need to. You're not going to be shooting it willy-nilly. So. All right. Well, so both are really good choices. But one question I have right off the bat. Um, for Bobby, mm -hmm. do you know how to make bolts? Right. I mean, I, I don't. But I guess, you know, in, in this situation, we're all going to be learning new things. What if you need one in a pinch? Well, if I need one in a pinch, that's obviously going to be a harder situation. But my guess is I would find a bunch of branches, you know, like when I, I realize what's going on and, you know, and I find the you know, I have this crossbow. So I would, I would try and stockpile and make as much as I can and hold as many as I can in like a pouch on my back, you know, just something like that. Obviously, there's going to be a point where I may not have some, but the same thing could be said for Jay. Like, are you just going to have a bag of quarters that you're always going to be lugging around just clinking around as you're trying to sneak sneak around into places. <laughs> I may rebuttal. <laughs> you may rebut. The number one thing that anyone buys a shotgun for home defense is the sound of that shotgun racking. Mm -hmm. More chances are someone's going to hear that and they're going to not want to interact with you because that's going to scare them away. Just the sound of a shotgun racking scares people. Yeah, but if And if you they... can't tell if it's loaded or not. You can tell if your your crossbow has a bolt in it. So well, this this question is more of a a vague question rather than a specific question. So, what if there are enemies who are not scared by the sound of a gun? They'd be you know, what foolish. If, <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> what if it's like a zombie type of a thing? You know, you're what? not going to scare away a zombie. What if it's with a the sound of shotgun apocalypse? Clickety clack, clickety clack. Shotguns are pretty heavy. You know, you use turn it around, you whack someone with the butt of it, or even with the barrel, it's gonna it becomes a club. Yeah, but I mean, just think about how tired you're going to get just clubbing all these zombies. You know, have you ever have you ever re, uh, re you ever cocked a, a crossbow? I haven't, but I assume <laughs> my arms will get a good workout after a while. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. If Bobby, if he runs out of bullets, he'll be 
fucking jacked because of all the times he had to re-rack that bow. <laughs> you know, huge just... biceps. He'll just beat the shit out of him. I'm, I'm going to throw some hands if uh, if I run out of yeah. bolts. Good so luck catching those hands, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that, that brings me to a question for Jay then. Um, so let's say you are out of ammo and your theory is racking it is going to scare anybody. Um, but let's say it's a zombie. Let's say it's a zombie apocalypse. What are you going to do in that case? It, racking it may attract more if it's you know loud enough. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to think that a zombie's going to be coherent enough to know what that sound is anymore. So I'm not going to be racking it. So what do you do for ammo? zombies there? Is that where ammo, it becomes a billy club? I'd be going to become a billy club. Okay. And then obviously, I'm going to maintain my distance. I don't want to, I mean, I'll interact with a zombie as least as possible, you know, keep my distance as much as possible. But when it comes down to it, it's going to be a come a club. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, on another note, since you did bring up the racking being something scary to somebody who would understand what that means, what would you do, Bobby, in that case? How do you how do you do a deterrent for somebody when you are out of ammo? Okay, so as I've never used a crossbow before, it's hard to say exactly. Uh, you know, I don't really know all the process, but I feel like I could still probably use it as some kind of a club. It it would be less hard. It would be harder to wield than a shotgun but i feel like i could just you know hold it up like a baseball bat and do do my best obviously they're gonna know that i have no bolt so i can't even pretend that i could shoot them with it but i think at that point it's just got to be brute force and that's that's pretty much all i have left if i'm only able to use that and no other like side armor or something like that okay not bad all right um so i guess um, we could kind of wind down this subject, but I want one final pitch from both of you on why your weapon's better. Let's start with Jay. My weapon's better because, well, it's going to do more damage when I do have ammo. Um, you know, spread, you know, you, you're shooting a crossbow, you you know, you have that one shot, and if you miss, then you have to re-rack your shotbow and throw another uh, bolt in there. But, I mean, you got spread on this, whatever your ammo type is, if it's not a slug, it's going to spray out in at least a five foot, you know, radius. Um, it's not going to have the range probably as a crossbow, but it's just, I think genuinely a shotgun is going to be a more scarier weapon sound look, um, you know, just recognizing what it is, is going to deter people. I think, and just, just seeing it as far as a coherent person, that's going to be able to comprehend what it is. Okay. All right, Bobby, why is yours better? Well, I think uh, I think mine is going to be more versatile. Like a shotgun is going to be great for uh, clearing a crowd at a short distance, but anything beyond I don't know ten fifth or fifteen or so feet, you know, depending on uh, the shotgun, I, he's not going to really do that much damage. Um, with mine, I'll be able to do mid range and long range. Uh, I would try and make sure I don't get anybody coming in close on me. It would definitely be more to my advantage to stay at a distance and pick them off. And honestly. If I am trying to be stealth, uh, I'm going to be able to pick off people or zombies or whatever it is without uh, without them hearing me. Like you say, it's going to be like a silent shotgun, but you know, I, I I've never you know shot a shotgun with a silencer on it. You know, movies make every silencer sound like yeah, it's nothing, <laughs> so it's still going to have a high decibel level. It's just not going to be as high as it would have been without it. It's so not going to ring, yeah, like a regular shotgun. Exactly. So, so I just think I'll be able to like if I need to like sneak in a place or through a place. I'll have the advantage. I just can't really get up with you know within a few feet of somebody as easily. Okay, so 
when I said on that last question that it was the last question that I had, that was a lie. I have one more question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, tell me why Jay's weapon has a weakness. Tell me what the biggest weakness of it is and why you wouldn't choose it if you had the option. I mean, I think it has two two very big weaknesses, which I've already gone into, but I think it's the fact that you can't really do any do any real damage to somebody more than you know a dozen or so feet away. I think uh, having mid-range to long-range is a lot more important um, because if they're that close to you anyways, it's likely that they're going to overtake you pretty soon. So, like, uh, even again, let's say it's even if it's just, like, a few people or a few zombies, whatever the case, you know, like a, a group of people, I, I think the range is going to hurt you the most. Okay. All right, Jace, same question. Why is Bobby's gun or weapon not as good as yours? What's the main downfall, and why would you not choose it if you had the option? Well, if I was going to choose a, any kind of weapon that has a projectile like that, I would choose a bow and arrow. Um, it's just more versatile, I think, than a crossbow. Crossbows are unwieldy. They're kind of bulky. They're shaped different. They're shaped really strangely. Um, you can't really swing one like you would, like, say, if I ran out of ammo and I had to use that as a club. I won't, wouldn't want to use that as a club because you probably end up catching something on, you know, your clothing because it's got, you know, obviously arms and the bow is laid out horizontally. Um, reloading it is going to take forever. You can't reload those quickly. Um, I mean, you could probably get it down to maybe like 30, 15, 30 seconds, but I mean, compared to, you know, a shotgun, just, there's no chance. Um, the bolts, you say you're going to make a bolts out of a wood or something, but how, where are you going to get arrowheads from? Are you going to, you're going to craft arrowheads? How are you going to craft them. arrowheads? Yeah, you just sharpen them. I mean, but then you have to fletching, um, you know, do you not make fletching? He doesn't even know what fletching is. I don't know what that <laughs> word means. <laughs> it's pretty so much no. <laughs> it's the fins on the back of the bolt. You know, either there's two or three or sometimes four. I'm not and necessarily it, worried it makes about it fly stably. It well, it's, it's, not, it's not coming pulling it out. That's what makes it fly in a straight line. And then I, to, I, to I, your I, thing I, about range on my gun, I could I could put slugs in my gun, which increase the range dramatically. Where are you gonna find them? I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna prepare it and I'll, if I'm well, making my own, I'll, I'll like you can melt lead and actually form them to the slugs. Okay, my my question to you there, if I if I'm able to retort to that uh, or to respond to that, you can retort uh, all you want. I am gonna retort. Uh, <laughs> it's that you know at a certain point, like you're you're not gonna you're not gonna have ammo. You're gonna be out of ammo, and it's like making ammo. I mean, I I don't think you've ever done it before, you know. So it's gonna be something you'll have to learn to do by yourself. Or, you know, if maybe somebody with you knows how to do it, but it's like, what are the chances of that? I just don't see that being a more viable option than finding wood. Well, I mean, honestly, I have, I do have a, um, you know, a pretty complete concept of how to make ammo. Do, okay, so how do, you make the, how do you make the firing cap? You make it a firing cap? Yeah. How you well, the firing it? cap is going to be difficult. Like I said, I, you can find the resources. Ammo for shotguns is plentiful. I mean, honestly, you're going to be able to find them. I mean, it's not like it's a scarce object. Um, so it, may, obviously, it may be in an apocalypse, but I'll, I'll have to take your word for it on this one. Um, okay, so I think I have a verdict on this question. So, what is the best weapon for the apocalypse? And that's any kind of apocalypse. Um, one of the concerns I have with Bobby's choice is reload speed. Jay brought that up. It's really, really hard to reload. Let's say it's a zombie apocalypse. You're really going to be, it's going to be hard to make sure that you're being able to reload and fire as quickly as possible. Um, for a human threat, it's a great weapon because it's silent, right? Mm -hmm. uh, actually, even for a zombie threat, it is too, because if you don't want to attract additional attention, great. So that's your strongest point. For Jay's, obviously, stopping power, it's, it's going to wreck anybody um, who it hits. 
but like Bobby said, there is a specific range. Um, if it were up to me, if I had to choose, I would definitely pick the shotgun. Uh, but based on your arguments, I think I'm going to have to give this one to Bobby just because, wow. just because, um, just because it's, is much easier. You could, you could like not even put any kind of whatever you said, <laughs> fletching <laughs> on the, on the bolts and you could shoot a stick at somebody and it's gonna, it's gonna hurt no matter how true it flies. Um, so I think I got to give this one to Bobby. Bobby gets the first point. Crossbow is yeah. the better weapon for any apocalypse. All right. Let's move on to uh, question number two. Let me check my notes here because I totally forgot what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. So same kind of situation. You're in an apocalypse. You got to travel around. Um, what what vehicle is going to be the best for this situation? Whether you're going from point A to point B or you're going into a war situation where you got to make sure it's um, you know, it's battle ready. What's the best choice for this? And uh, we went to Jay first last time, so let's start with you. Oh no, Jay, Bobby went first. Start mm-hmm. with you, Jay. What's the best uh, vehicle for the apocalypse? I'm gonna go with a modern Toyota FJ Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the wise words of Anton Vanko, you lose. <laughs> That's not your real choice, is it? It is. What? Have you seen the FJ Cruiser? It's one of the most reliable vehicles. Okay, but what movie did that show up in? It didn't show up in anything. It had to show up in a movie? This is a pop culture show. <laughs> that wasn't the question. You said, which vehicle would you want? Okay, just for the record. Oh, I didn't see that you chose that. Okay, let's go with it. Let's roll. What the hell is a Toyota FJ Cruiser? It's it's like a Jeep. It's like a yeah, Jeep. It's a more rugged. It's like a, it's the Japanese Bronco. <laughs> Yeah, it pretty much is. It's yeah. a four. It's a forerunner, isn't it? Isn't the revival of the forerunner? Uh, no, it was a revival of the original. Um, oh, the Land Rover. Land Cruiser. Land, Land Rover. Cruiser. Land Cruiser. Yeah, uh, which is actually probably all, right. one of the most, all the world's most reliable. None of this vehicles. matters. We're gonna edit that out because I was embarrassing about saying, <laughs> "What is it? Is it a Land Cruiser? Land Rover? <laughs> what is this thing?" Uh, just should we just start? We'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. Leave it in. We'll leave it in. Leave it in. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Our Are listener will, will be able to hear our gaffes. <laughs> exactly. That one listener is going to be like, oh, <laughs> you losers. These All right, things, Jay, go ahead. Why is these it things the best? are literally built just to be the toughest machine out there from the get-go. Uh, they have really high ground clearance from the – oh, even stock, they have high ground clearance. they got big knobby tires. They're not loud like you would think from another thing. They still have a V8. Um, they're very powerful. There's a lot of storage room. Um you know, if you customize it, you check it out, you could throw whatever you want on it, and it's still going to run. These things are literally the most reliable, one of the most reliable vehicles ever built. Um, it's not going to let you down. Um, the only problem is maybe gas mileage, but that's going to be an issue. Yeah, gas, gas is going to be a problem made no, matter pretty, no matter what. So, uh, yeah, modern FJ Cruiser tricked out with some uh, high ground clearance and some shocks and some big right. knobby tires. So before we get to Bob- Bobby's choice, what color? Oh, it's going to be all black. Even the stupid two-tone roof? Yeah, two-tone roof. Yeah, that's All right, dumb. You're going to custom that's paint dumb. it? You're going to spray paint it? I'm going right, to wrap you, it. You... <laughs> you're going to wrap it in the apocalypse? All right. <laughs> Good luck. Okay, Bobby. What's your choice? All right. So I was thinking, uh, you know, I know gas is going to be a problem uh, if it's like an apocalypse. So I'm picking uh, an electric car. No, I'm, I'm totally not. That's stupid. <laughs> That'd um, be the worst choice. <laughs> uh, no, I was thinking, you know, the problem, you know, Jay and I are going to have, or just almost any vehicle we pick is going to be gasoline, you know, fuel. Um, and I just don't see any good way of getting around that. 
So I just had to kind of lean into it. And, you know, um, fuel efficiency definitely isn't a priority here. So uh, I was thinking something that would be able to protect me. Uh, maybe like, you know, I could have gone with like one of the bo- like one of the bond cars, like, you know, offensive with like the rockets, uh, you know, th- something like that. But or like a Batmobile. But again, I wanted to go more realistic. So I went with the uh, the 1969 Pontiac GTO from the Punisher, the one with uh, Tom Jane. Basically, he just uh, he reinforces it with like some steel drop downs to cover the uh, the windows and the windshield and everything. Uh, it's just it's a it's a classic car. It has a lot of horsepower. I think it's some it's at somewhere between like 375 to 400 when I was reading earlier. Uh, so you'll be able to get away pretty quickly if you need to. But honestly, it's just mostly for protection. So like if you're getting uh, surrounded by a bunch of zombies or a bunch of people, you know, at least you can throw down all the you can throw down all the the protective shielding and at least stay alive for a little while longer. You know, the, I think in this situation, if there's no cure to whatever's happening, you're pretty much just trying to stay alive. So whatever can keep you alive longest, that's what you pick. That's a pretty good choice. Um yeah, both of these are actually pretty good because one obviously has a more fantastical, um, you know, movie setting in the Jays. Punishers. Yeah, Jays. Jays, right? <laughs> because who on earth would buy a Toyota? JK. <laughs> uh, great cars. And then one obviously has a very real world application. So if you're, you know, if this was something that were to happen today, obviously going to be tough to find a GTO with, you know, shutters and bulletproof and armor and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so. That being said, Jay, why would you not? Why would you choose your car over Bobby's? Uh, pretty much ground clearance. Uh, I think I don't know what kind of apocalypse we're going, but you're gonna pretty much assume that everyone's pretty hostile. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna wanna try to avoid roads as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Try to do some, you know, off-roading maybe like on in, through the desert, traveling in that way or wherever I am. If I'm from California, obviously it's desert. Um, maybe going through some mountain passes or roads through the north, you know, local hills. Um, and also because it's available, it's right out front of my house right now because my roommate has one. So. <laughs> <laughs> little also, do, it's, little it's do you know, my uh, my neighbor has this car. <laughs> so, you know, we're kind of in the same boat here. It's rugged. A GTO, is, it's cool and all. But um, I think you're probably going to have an older car. You're going to have um, mechanical issues unless it's spot on and, and you know, perfectly rebuilt. You're going to have overheating issues. Um, you're going to have um, distributed issues. You're going to have all sorts of different issues. Um, and also the ground clearance thing is a huge thing because if you do that and you're gonna have, going off I-Road, you're going to be high-centered or not even clearing anything at all with that GTO. It's actually a really good answer. All right, Bobby, why are you choosing your car over the FJ Cruiser? Well, a modern-day 2017 FJ Cruiser. Modern-day, okay. <laughs> well, they've, they've made that many years of it, huh? All right, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure they stopped making it too, didn't they? Yeah, it's nowhere. It's done. 2017 yeah. was last oh, year. I think so. Yeah, that, that was a, of a car, huh? that was a deep cut <laughs> that I just did. I nailed the last year of production. I don't know if it was that year, but just no one was buying them because it was somebody, too expensive. Somebody fact check me. Uh, I'm looking because nobody wanted to buy that car. Okay, go. <laughs> I did. I've always wanted one. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I think the biggest, as I was kind of alluding to before, the biggest thing with my car or my choice over in this case specifically over Jay's is defense. Uh, I may not be able to get like get to the places, let's say like a mountainous terrain that he will, but you know, I'm sure there's, we're, we're not like, we're not in, in an area where there's only one way you can go somewhere. Uh, we have several options. We can take the, you know, the highways, the streets, the freeways, if we want to get out to a different spot. 
Uh, you know, it might be different once we get to the country, but for now, there's several different ways we could go to get out of the place where we live that Jay is going to tell us about in just a second here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jay, what's Bobby's address? <laughs> Bobby's address. but uh it's just i think just the ability because you know technically you could you know you could put these defenses on any car but i i took specifically from an example that you know the guy did it uh the punisher actually did this to his car and it you know it seemed actually realistic enough it seems like you'd have to put in a lot of work but you know it's not it's not a tank you know you can't just crush through everything and the car is going to be fine but it took a lot of it took a lot of rounds from the guy who was trying to kill him, and it's just it's very it's very practical if you're trying to avoid uh, whether it's zombies or people with you know with guns that aren't you know like crazy guns you know like a a 50 caliber machine gun something like that. But I I just think you know I'd be able to find my way to wherever I'd wanted to go. I might just have to do it a little bit less quickly than Jay, but I'd be safer. You know you could shoot right through Jay's windshield. That's a great point. So that basically, this is an a argument between defense versus versatility. Um, obviously, Jay's vehicle is going to be able to trek across uh, terrain that isn't necessarily paved or even habited at all. So if he's got to get over a mountain or whatever, he's going to be just fine. Uh, but if you encounter resistance, uh, Jay, uh, then obviously you don't have any bulletproof or anything like that. Uh, you have no armor. Uh, Okay, so that being said, um, Bobby, mm-hmm. how how do you source the materials to build this thing? Is it going to be you building it, or are you buying it as is? How are you going to be able to attain this vehicle? That is an excellent question. Are you murdering the Punisher and stealing it from him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy who murdered the Punisher. When when this went down, the first place I went was to the Punisher's house, or his apartment. You know, Or he went somewhere else. I don't know where he went, but I found him. And I'm like, hey, man, that's a great car. <laughs> and then I, I killed him and took his car. Bobby killed the Punisher. I okay. killed the Punisher. That's that sounds it. very outlandish, scenario. so I'm not believing a word you said. Okay. Um, I, I, would, I, personally, need... I would not be able to do this. I can I can tell you that, obviously. Basically, what, what I'm asking, and that was like a comedic way of asking the question, but what I'm asking is, uh, for the most part, is which – like why why should I pick one of your vehicles? Let's say you guys are salesmen and I gotta pick one of your vehicles to be you know, to live with in an apocalypse. What are you guys gonna what are you guys gonna say? Let's say you're competing salespeople and you guys have to convince me. Okay. Oh Jay, you go first. Okay, sure. Um how much stuff are you bringing along? Do you have a family? Do you have friends you want to pick up? Do you have a lot of You know I don't have a family. Do you have? Do you want to pick up some friends, maybe? I have no friends. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm super antisocial. You're not pitching to the right guy. This vehicle is but so versatile. You do have a lot of stuff. But you have a lot just... of stuff. There's room in it to sleep comfortably. You could pack a lot of equipment if you're bringing equipment. And all those modifications Bobby supposedly made to his Roadrunner or his no, GTO. He, stole, he killed the Punisher st- and stole it. <laughs> he, he killed the movie car, which actually probably made out of aluminum foil. So it's not really going to stop any bullets. <laughs> it's, we're, we're assuming in this case that the movie is real. But you could armor up this thing. It's still going to work. It's still going to go off-road. It's still going to be comfortable. You're still going to have plenty of room. It's going to be reliable. And it's going to be scarier looking than the GTO, you know, but GTO is going to draw a lot of things like, oh, that looks really cool. I want that car. 
Well, it's not like there's going to be like 10 options for cars and be like, ah, oh, that's the one. Right there. That's my car. I'm taking. Also, well, yeah, he does have a good point in saying that, like, let's say you're driving on the street, you're going to garner a lot of attention. You're going to do, do that in any car. Yeah, but I'm not Maybe. taking the streets. Let's say there's some some raider in, not not the Las Vegas raiders, just a raider in leather in it's a Prius. Probably a raider, raider fan. Probably. <laughs> they're from the black hole and they're driving a Prius. They're going to be like, damn. That GTO is nice because this thing, <laughs> thing sucks. You think they're gonna be able I'm to running out of juice. Uh, right, I'll sneak okay. up on you because they wouldn't. You wouldn't see them. That's right, true. So I argument... got hit by one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> argument well heard, Jay. All right, Bobby, you're a salesperson. Convince me why I need to buy your car over the FJ Cruiser. Uh it's just like I said. It's just personal defense. Like uh, I already have this car. It's already made. If you want to make additions, you know, if you want to. Uh, make upgrades to the other car, you're going to have to do it yourself. Do you know how to weld? Do you know how to, you know, get all the materials necessary for that? You don't, you know, I already have this car. I bought it from a, a private seller and he did some serious upgrades to it. So, uh, it's again, it's going to be able to withstand a lot oh, of, uh, so it's used. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it's an old car, you know, you're not going to be 1969 man. brand new car. <laughs> I wanted new stock. Well, it's it's like it's like new. With the work that he put into it, this thing is like new. It's it's not mint, but it's the next closest thing. Was he old? No, he's he's younger. Oh, is he's, it a one owner? Is he first? That owner? means there's a lot of miles on it. Is he the first owner? Yeah. You is know, he garaged. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, he. I think he was actually dead for a while, so he didn't put a ton of miles on the car. So <laughs> it's, it's not that big of a deal. He bought it after he died. Okay. <laughs> he bought it before he died, and then you know he he was dead. And then he drove it a little bit. So. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but honestly, it's just, you know, you're not going to be able to drive over mountains with it, but I don't think you'll have to. You know, you, you just, it's honestly, def defense is the biggest thing that I'm selling here. You know, it's, you're just going to be safe driving this car. Okay. So I got to make a decision here. And if I were someone in the market for a new car expecting that a an apocalypse was coming, um honestly i'm i gotta pick jay's choice because versatility is the key the fact what what really set me off what really sold me is the fact that he said how much stuff are you bringing how much how many how many supplies because obviously i don't have friends or family so that's irrelevant <laughs> but if i need to pack stuff in it the fj cruiser is going to be the one i have to choose not only that the being able to have the the versatility or the options in order to take it off road if i need to huge benefit um how many people especially in california for example are going to have weapons needed in order for me to have an armored car that's one thing that came to mind um just thinking about how many people we know that have weapons i don't know yeah but they're all sweethearts and they're gonna be on my side anyways so <laughs> um yeah i gotta go with jay's choice fj cruiser even though just for the record, it wasn't in the spirit of the question because it was like, supposed to be pop culture related. You but, could have picked like Kit or, uh, you know, something oh, like Kit that. Kit would have been dope. <laughs> God damn it. You should have chosen Kip. Let's, Kit. Let's, uh, Kip. Let's, uh, reset. Jay, I'm glad you picked Kit. You win. Yeah. Um, all right. Calls me so, Michael all the time. <laughs> it only has one, one, like, name slot for its memory banks <laughs> all right guys uh so we got one to one one to one so far bobby took the weapon jay took the vehicle so it all comes down to this the last question of the day is let me pull it up because i already forgot 
Okay. <laughs> Question number three. What movie character would you want to partner with in an apocalypse? So, Jay went first last time. Let's go with Bobby. Go ahead. You know, th- there's a lot of good choices here. Uh, like, my first instinct was to think of people from these types of movies. You know, like, maybe go with, like, a Mad Max or... Um, you know, go with somebody who's kicked ass in a post-apocalyptic world before. But I, I think my, what I really, what it really came down to for me was somebody who could just, who could just kill people or kill things in any situation. Uh, you know, so again, if it's not zombie related, it doesn't matter if it's regular people or zombies or whatever, he's going to, he's going to be able to kill people. I don't with John Wick. Uh, as we've seen throughout his three movies, John Wick can kill people with guns. He can kill people with knives. He can kill people with a pencil. Uh, in the third one, spoilers, he killed a guy with a book. Uh, he just, he's a killing machine. And I'm fairly certain in the next movie, they're going to talk about how he actually is Baba Yaga. Uh, like, he, he actually is, like, a, a demon or, like, unkillable. But uh, I, that's who I would pick because if I have him by my side, you know, I've got a great chance of survival. All right, that sounds good. I personally hope he isn't the actual Baba Yaga from Legend. <laughs> that would be very strange. Yeah. Um, all right, that Jay. That's a witch. Baba Yaga is joke. actually a witch. I get you. <laughs> all right, Jay. What's your choice? Who should we? Who should I partner with? You should partner with. I'm going to go with the opposite of what Bobby said. I'm going to go with someone that survived almost probably three apocalyptic movies. Four now. Mad Max. Max Rakotansky. Okay. The king of all survivors. This guy knows how to get it done. This guy knows how to survive. He's got a cool dog. He's got a cool car. He uses a shotgun. <laughs> and he, this guy just knows it's how to survive. It's not silence, though. It's not silence. It's sawed off. So it's John really Wick has used a shotgun. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, I mean, this guy, he knows how to survive. He'll eat dog food and let me eat all the rest of the cool food. Um... <laughs> John, Wick, John Wick, by the way, doesn't need water, as we saw in the last movie. So... He absorbed it through his skin, so I think he didn't need it. He got wet a lot. <laughs> uh, Max, and he's just a cool guy, you know. Um, he's quiet, so if you don't want to talk to anybody, you're cool. If you do, you know, he'll probably grunt a couple times and agree with you. Um, like I said, he survived three, four really, you know, crazy movies and scenarios. Um, he survived the Thunderdome. He survived the Knight Riders gangs. He survived uh, Immortal Joe. He survived the Marauders. Um from uh, Road Warrior, um, you know, and all the weird people. He teamed up with those weird hockey people that were hockey pads and stuff like that and hockey sticks as their weapons. I'm not wearing <laughs> hockey pads. Um, and just like, he's just a cool guy. And like I said, he's the ultimate survivor and he knows how to get it done. Uh, he's an ex-cop um, and he knows how to drive too. Um, so, I mean, have you seen John Wick drive? I've seen John Wick drive. John Wick drives really good, but John Wick is just a guy that like really wants to like dive in and head on collision with everything instead of, you know, maybe survival isn't really one of his things. John Wick did ride a horse too, didn't he? I was gonna say he, he drives a horse. That's pretty like drives a horse. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a good horse driver. Alright, guys. Um uh, both both great choices we get and very different choices actually as well. Um we have we have a killing machine on one, one hand, and a survival expert on the other, someone who's proven to have done it. So, uh, Jay, why why would Max be better than John Wick, and specifically in a conflict situation? Um, how is he going to be able to help you survive in that situation? Let's say, uh, let's say the Marauders do show up. 
and you got to defend yourself. Um, how is what are his strengths in that situation? Max is super resourceful. Um, you know, he looks and sees what he has available, kind of like John Wick. John Wick is obviously going to be resourceful at the same time, but Max, you know, he's he's mechanical. He can build stuff real quick. He he knows how to use items. He'll think of some way to you know he can build traps. He can make things explode. Um, he, like I said, he just has the knowledge, um, all general, all around knowledge. Because I mean, he's lived the apocalypse. He, he's been living the apocalypse most of his life. Um, you know, he he knows how to survive. Like I said, um, and he's he's just resourceful. That's the main thing. He's resourceful. Hmm. He's right. like the the post-apocalyptic He's physical. Yeah, yeah. Me. He's physical too. He, if he needs to fight, if he needs to get down. He's gonna get down. If he needs to shoot, he's gonna shoot. Um, you know, he's going to find some way to, you know, either win or, you know, take care of the other guy or whoever he's with. Um, you know, you kind of feel like he's a loner, but then anytime he gets in contact with someone, he, he's, he pretends like he doesn't care, but then he ends up, you know, sticking it through and saving that person, you know? So, okay. So that's a great point. He, he has a conscience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Bobby basically flip side of that question. We have Max who's very resourceful. He's a survivor. He's got experience in it. Um, John Wick doesn't necessarily have that. He's a, he's got protection is not going to be a problem for you. But survival mm -hmm. situation, how is he going to help you survive an apocalypse? In, you know, in this case, uh, it's going to be less on him being the survival expert and me. You know, with with him keeping us safe, I'm going to do what I can to to find resources and to learn how to make traps and do, like it, it's going to be a learning on the fly type of thing for me. But as long as I'm able to have somebody to keep me alive and keep us alive. I think that's the most important thing. Um, I, I think he's going to be able to, like if we need to go into like town for supplies, that's not going to be a problem. You know, it's going to be a problem for anybody who's in the stores that we're going to, uh, you know, it's like we, I, I can spend time looking for resources while he's, you know, watching my back. Uh, you know, it's funny cause I was, I was thinking of choices here. I almost went with, um, his name is Burt Grummer from the Tremors movies because <laughs> oh, he's, he's like, He's a great, like, he's a survivalist type. He's like, you know, the the Max Rockatansky type. Uh, obviously not as good, I would say. Then again, he's done, like, six Tremors movies, so who knows at this point. But uh, I want I wanted somebody who could take care of any incoming threats. You know, it's like, it, if there's no real incoming threats that are going to be a problem, then we're able to focus, or then at least I'm able to focus on getting resources for the group. Finding water, finding food, finding shelter, whatever it is. He takes care of everything else, and it's just a team effort. Okay, so basically what you're saying is you got a guy to watch your back, and if there's any incoming threats, he's going to neutralize them while you're making bolts for your crossbow. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> exactly. you're going you're to have to learn how to do that. Okay, but here's, here's my one question for you. My one other question for you, Bobby, is <laughs> in terms of a survival situation, fi finding food, making food, making a fire uh, – mm -hmm sanitizing water all that he's stuff he's probably a hell of a hunter by the way i should i should say just well, based how, on <laughs> how do we know just saying probably i feel like i'm arguing jay's jay's point point of view here <laughs> you're doing quite um, well for jay. okay i'm gonna step back here and all i'm gonna say is basically what is your question <laughs> you guys you guys need to go at each other's throat right now on who's the better choice because right now we're we're dead even both of them have great uh, pros and obviously some pretty uh, pretty large cons. So basically, nerd fight this out. I need I need passion from you guys. What if we're going head to head? What if it's Jay and Max versus me and John? I think in that situation, 
yeah, Max can keep you alive for a while, but eventually John's going to get in there. John is going to get in there and take what we need from you. That yeah. is what he does. You guys but, are going to end up dead, and we're going to have your stuff. It's going to be like Call of Duty Warzone. We're going to take all of your supplies. No, but in that case, John's the only, only survivor because Bobby would probably have died. I would definitely stay back a little bit. <laughs> I would definitely stay back a little bit It'll with, be my, John's with my stuff. crossbow. It'll be John's stuff. It won't be your guys' stuff. No, no, no. And... We're, we're, we're good friends, I can tell you. John and I, we've got a history together. And we're we're good friends. We're like uh, we're like uh, John Leguizamo and John Wick. You know they're, oh, they're wow. tight. <laughs> well, I mean, you brought this up earlier with my choice of weapon, shotgun. John relies seventy five percent on weapons and bullets. So where, where is he going to get all those? Oh, he, I know he's, he's got them under his house. Under his house. I know he's house and just take them up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then in the situation, what kind of apocalypse are we going to? I mean, we, Max and I, we're, we're survival. We were survivalists. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to engage in something that we're not going to need to. We're going to avoid conflict. We're going to avoid situations as much as possible. We're not going to dive head first. We're going to pick our battles. Um, sometimes, sometimes, as we've seen in the Mad Max movies, sometimes that's not enough. That's not the Even case. If you but don't... a majority of the time, yes, we're going to yeah. try to pick our battles. We're going to avoid as much. We're going to mm-hmm. be off-roading. We're going to be avoiding roads. We're going to be avoiding towns as much as possible. We're going to be using our resourcefulness to gather food, water, and whatever we do. We both know how to make fire. We're going to both, you know, we can live off the grid pretty much. Um, I feel like if, if in, in a zombie apocalypse situation, if you're not avoiding the zombies, then you're either and you don't have any ammo, hand-to-hand combat's not going to matter because you're going to get getting bit anyway. So, I mean, I don't know what John's going to do in that situation. Like I said, we don't know his survival throw, skills. for a lot of knives at a lot of heads, and yeah. he's going to kill a lot of zombies. But I just feel like, you know, as far as all around, you know, survival, Mac Rock Santansky is the guy. He's the one that you're going to want. He's, you know, he's going to be, he's not Bear Grylls, but he's Survivor Man. He's Les Stroud. He's the real deal. Hey, I love Bear Grylls. How fucking dare you? <laughs> But Jake is negative one point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, what's your what's your rebuttal to that? Because obviously, uh, making smart decision making is a strength for Max in term Max mm-hmm. and Jay in terms of uh, avoiding conflict when possible. Uh, we haven't really seen in the John Wick movies that John Wick is capable of that. He'll go you know full steam ahead, yeah, and try to try and neutralize the threat as as much as possible. But let's say. It's a situation that you may not win. What What are you going to do? How are you going to convince him otherwise? Well, I, I mean, for one, like, just I want to make one thing very clear. John, uh, John Wick is incredibly strategic. Like, the, the way that he's very, uh, he's always on the offense, but he's always thinking of ways to get in places. Like, we've only seen once or twice where he goes into a situation and doesn't think about every possible scenario. He goes in, like, he, he attacks 10, 15 guys, and he comes out the victor. There's only one time, or one or two times, I can think of that that hasn't been the case, uh, and you know he's he's smart enough to get out of these situations. He's smart enough to to talk him out of these or talk himself out of these situations, or just brute strength out of the situations. Um, and honestly, if you know if if he if he is the idea to go in somewhere, then I don't need to talk him out of it because I know he thinks it's the right call. So it's probably the right thing to do at that point. Well, and my rebuttal to that is in John Wick Two. He had a total chance to tell Common that, you know, he's just there having fun. But he said, yeah, I'm here working. And then Common asked him, was it a good night? And he said, yeah. He pretty much told him that he killed his boss when he could have just walked out of there. Common knew, no matter what John said, that he was there for a reason. He wasn't there to see some lame concert. Is the he was there name Common? No, but yeah, I can't it's, it's, <laughs> does anyone know his name? Common. He's just Common. He's Common. common. 
Common in real life, I'm pretty sure, is a hitman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's not. He's not actually like a singer or anything. He's 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 just a hitman in all right in real life. Yeah, I believe it. Okay, so uh, this is a really tough decision. So I'm gonna basically closing thoughts from each of you. Uh, kill blow, Jay. Eliminate John Wick as an option. I need you to give me your strongest argument on why I would rather have Max over John Wick. Can you restate that question? <laughs> why? Kill give, John give Wick the, as an option? No, yeah. Give me the killing blow on this argument. Basically, okay. trump card. Why is Max better than John? Why should I want to be a partner with Max instead of John? Because he's Australian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's John a, John wins. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, but he literally... I, uh, for the uh, record, Max, no hatred for Australian people. Uh, Max, <laughs> even before an apocalypse happened, Max come from a country that's really hard, rugged. The people that are bred there are literally designed to survive. They know how to survive. Every creature that lives there wants to kill them. They have more dangerous and poisonous creatures per square foot per capita than anywhere else in the world. I don't know if you've met an Australian. These guys are tough. Um, and then I, I just to have to deal with, to have to deal with an apocalypse. Literally four apocalyptic situations, major apocalypse situations. Um, he's come out on top. He survived. You know, he's he's won each time. He's he's made friends. He's he hasn't had to compromise what he believes in at all. You know, he's made good decisions. He's been strategic. He's been resourceful. Um. Just I don't know this guy. He just you can't kill him. I don't think I think he's unkillable. All right. Even when they thought they killed him, he came back. Hmm. All right. Well, strong uh, argument. Basically, Bobby, same question. Why should I want to side partner with John Wick over Max? You mentioned that uh, Jay mentioned that Max didn't have to like uh, make uh, make decisions that were questionably uh, or that were morally questionable. But you know, it's like in a post-apocalyptic situation. You're gonna have to make situation. You're gonna have to make decisions that go against your morals. Uh, in over the course of the, the three John Wick movies, he's made choices that have cost other people uh, their lives and just you know made their lives living hells. And it's because he knew that he had to do it for himself. So for in that himself. case, so that doesn't matter. Selfish. He's surviving. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's surviving. You know that's what it's all about. That's the number one goal. So me as his best friend, obviously that includes him. You know, he him and me are one. So he's gonna look out for me and him together, because he would never do anything bad to me. But you know, he will do everything. You know, if he has to burn somebody that he is friendly with, to you know, to save us, he's gonna do it. In the end, it's gonna you know, it's gonna be tough for him, but he'll do it. And I just think that, yeah, you know, staying alive is great, and that is the name of the game. But you're not gonna stay alive if John Wick is after you. you well, what if that that friendly person is you? He, no, it's not. I, we've him. already got. We've already gone over this. We're, he and I are one and the same. He would never do that to me. So you're saying if someone who was a hitman before he was a good guy literally did horrible, horrible things for Russian mafia mm-hmm. is going to have a conscience and choose only, you over himself? Only when it comes to me and dogs. No, no. Okay, I'll be his, I'll take care of his dog. So that's why he will uh, watch out for me. That's, uh, that's, that's the whole plot of this movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, honestly, I think that last exchange made up my mind very very quickly and jay made a very very good point and bobby kind of threw himself under the bus on this one um bobby you said that john wick will do whatever it takes to survive and that may make you expendable with when 
Jay specifically said that Max has made friends when when needed, and he's been kind of like a weird kind of antisocial dude, but has made alliances when necessary. Um, and yeah, I, I, I okay. Here, uh, let me just. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but John has done the same. He has obviously had alliances, not necessarily friendships, but alliances with several people. But I, I guess I didn't actually bring that up, so I. So my biggest worry with choosing a partner, because basically I'm trying to put myself in each of your shoes Um, with with Jay's with Jay's choice. He's a guy who is hard to get to know. Obviously, he's very like he's introverted and all that stuff. But once you like kind of make a bond, you can you can really trust him. Uh, But John Wick, maybe not the case. He is generally portrayed as a good guy. But um, like you said, he'll do whatever it takes to make sure that he survives that he stays alive and completes whatever mission he has so if you are in the way of that you might be a goner he might not really care um so with that said i gotta go with max i feel i feel like i'd be safer with max not only with that final thought that final point but jay had had specifically said that in a survival situation max is more equipped um so the winner of the first nerd fight is jay congratulations jay Thank you. Take a bow. Thank you. Take a bow. I hate to see it. All right. I, I don't it. hate to see it. I, Bobby. <laughs> now Bobby kiss his feet. Kiss my feet. Do the do the camera. All right. <laughs> stick your foot up. That's <laughs> <laughs> something else for you to kiss. All right, Bobby. Now kiss his ass. Uh, I won't kiss anything that hairy. Sorry. Uh, oh. See, I'll stay warmer in the survival situation. <laughs> That's not what you said when you were making out with Jay the other day. Oh. We're going there. It'll happen when I'm drunk. I just, you know, I'm not there yet. That was a good fight, Bobby. It was a good fight. It, it was a good fight. It was, it was, it was, it was a good, good fight, fight, Jay. That was a, that was a very good debate. Uh, for the record, if I were going to be arguing these points, I would have chosen the lightsaber. Um, for the first question, that was what weapon would you have in an apocalypse? Number two question, I would have picked the. Uh, oh, I forgot his name. I would have mm. picked Dead Reckoning, which is the vehicle from Land of the Dead. It's basically a, a super armored RV. Um, and for the third question, um, I would have picked Superman. No, I'm just kidding. That would have been, <laughs> <laughs> been way OP. Honestly, know, right? honestly, if it were me, I might, I would have picked John Wick, I think. I would have picked John Wick. I Let's honestly see thought, how you would have argued it. <laughs> I honestly would have thought that you would have picked John McClane, Bobby. But oh, yeah. he's, he's unkillable, so that would be good. But that doesn't necessarily help me, but... No. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily help you. But really good arguments today, guys. Great debate. Um, congratulations again to Jay for winning the first, the ep- the first episode Nerd yep, of Nerd Fights, NRD Fights, hashtag. Thank you, um, guys. Congratulations, Jay. Good job. You earned it. So you, next next time we do this, which good will be a couple it. weeks, um, I believe Bobby's the judge next week. Or next, uh, You'll next feel episode? my wrath. I'll definitely yeah. take both of you down <laughs> in that case. Yeah, so get ready for that. And uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think of, or let us know what you guys think of the first episode of Nerd Fights. Um, what kind of questions would you like us to ask each other? Um, obviously, like, comment, subscribe, all that. Smash smash that like button real hard. Tell us um, what we missed. Tell us what we should have argued in these, in these situations, you know? Yeah, Just... yeah, any situations where you disagreed, definitely let us know. If you agreed, tell me I was correct in my judgment. All that stuff, because um, I need affirmation. And, <laughs> yeah. and friends. Uh, friends. And friends, because friends I don't need an FJ Cruiser, to be honest. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah. All that being said, um, I had one final thought that it, that totally slipped my mind. Uh, oh yeah, share share this with your friends. Anybody who has any kind of pop culture interests, um, yeah. Let you know we we want to. Like I said a couple episodes ago, we want to build a community around this this show. Uh, so if you want to chat with us or tell us anything, whether you agree or disagree, you know, we yeah. definitely want to hear it and we're, we're open. And if we get offended, you know, just kind of deal with it. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people like to troll. So any trolls out there, definitely let us know. Um, and we we'll troll back by the way. So yeah, we'll be, a, we'll be available to flame war. Um, yeah. So that's all I got for this episode. Um, anything else? Have anybody else have anything to add? I would just say if you want to talk to us, uh, just on if you're on Twitter, we're uh, at NRD Wave. So just uh, go ahead and tweet at us. We'll answer any questions. Talk to you about whatever. I mean, yeah. we're open. Yeah, Jay, what's our Instagram? You know, we're Instagram uh, NRD Wave, the NRD Wave on Instagram. Um, the same thing, you know. Shoot us messages, like our comments, uh, like our pictures. Um, you know, tell us what you think. Um, yep. Give and us I'll... ideas. If you have questions or anything, throw us ideas your way of what you'd like to hear or what you'd like to see. Um, you know, so we're and always all of, open. All of our individual uh, social media are connected to those profiles. So if you ever want to talk to us individually, go ahead. If you ever want to tell me why I'm not a good host, let me know because um, <laughs> I'm open. But that being said, again, good job, guys. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Jay. Um, and next time, uh, Bobby will be the judge. But keep an I'll eye out for the, the next episode. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep an eye out for the next episode. Uh, it'll be a general discussion. Uh, but until then, shred that nar. Keep riding the way war never changes. What? Get pitted? <laughs> Get pitted. Shred that nar. Shred the nar nar? Fight. Nar nar reward is worth it. Stay safe out there. Go ahead.